0: welcome to the tash show podcast let's get this over with we are calling sea joy radio station in guelph mike and alex are the morning show there and they gotta be pretty proud of themselves this morning we made a little bet and because we lost because the london knights went down last night in game seven They now get to to say whatever they want and to play whatever song they want on the FM-96 airwaves this morning. See if we can get them here. Do you think they'll answer this time? (laughs) (laughs) CJOY. Good morning, CJOY. You guys sound chipper this morning. Oh, good. How are you this morning? I didn't ask how you were. Oh. <laughs> we are we are surviving.
1: Uh, yeah, I see that. Yeah.
0: We're better than the people of Tampa. Hey, <laughs> Could <that's>... be worse.
1: <laughs> uh... Now, how 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 are you guys feeling this morning though? I mean, that's a, that was a pretty pretty impressive game, I must say.
0: It was it, the first two periods were great. That third period you know
1: yeah. yeah, you guys should have just gone to bed and hope for the best after that second period.
0: Well, I'll tell you I didn't stick around after the game very long. It was uh it was an Uber ride directly to my bed after that loss.
1: <laughs> bed and tears. Now are you guys ready to sing some uh, Ray Charles by any chance?
0: Uh <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we're not singing. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Was that the bad? We have to sing the Ray Charles songs? This is going to sound even worse. <laughs> it sure helps. We, we just got to play it. You guys, well, I, I got to say congratulations. Thank you, sir. That was very impressive, that comeback victory. I mean, if you didn't have Isaac Ratcliffe and uh, and Suzuki from uh, from London here, it probably never would have happened. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's the London blood in them that helps, right? <laughs>
0: That's right. It's that Thames River water they grew up drinking. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was... Uh, you know, you guys wanted it, and uh, we wish you the best moving forward.
1: You know, I, I actually learned this last night, too. It's only the fifth Time in all history that's happened.
2: Okay, well here we are complimenting you, and you're dragging up stats.
1: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that's impressive on any account. You know, I mean, had it been the Knights, I'd be impressed with that too. So, yeah. but you know what, uh,
2: London it did a great, great, great series. Tried very, very hard, and um, you know what? It's all in the name of good hockey, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, you guys are class acts. Now let's get this over with. <laughs> play the record okay you, you you say whatever you want the air is yours here on FM 96 introduce this song for
2: us ladies and gentlemen of London for um, for being good
1: sports here is the song for FM 96 it is Ray Charles in honor of the Guelph Storm and born to lose <laughs> Born to lose, I've lived my life in vain.
3: Every dream has only brought me pain.
1: All my life, I've always been so. And now
3: I'm losing you. Born to lose. And now I'm
0: losing you. You're listening to Guelph's lowest tempo hits, Sea Joy. With Mike and Alex, <laughs> they're gone. They're long gone. But there it is. That's the song uh, "Born to Lose" by Ray Charles, the choice of um, the the morning show in Guelph that won the bet because of the night's loss last
2: night. How's painful to listen to?
0: Yeah, uh, an FM ninety six listener text messaging us saying, "Geez, I feel like I'm at Grandma's house." <laughs> Let's not forget, though. Ray Charles does have some great jams. Hey, this one here.
2: (laughs) Okay. Ah. Yeah, if we were playing this song, nobody would bat nine. Plain streams and automobiles, John Candy. Keyboard on the
0: dash. Man. What a comeback last night for the uh, Guelph Storm. That was something. Got a text message here. Hey guys, I was at the game last night. I've bled green for many years. I was in section 102 and was able to reach and fist bump players before and after every period. Watching London's team lose the game in the third and watch them, quote, give up as fans. We got rough on them. It's hard to see our team lose, but remember, these are just kids and a lot of them were leaving the ice in tears. Heads put down. They still went out of the way to fist bump all the kids and the fans on their way off the ice and then got to see a couple of the parents uh, afterwards at a bar, walk towards them and talk about how these kids are down on themselves. As fans, we should be letting our team and these kids know how much they mean to us. They do a lot of work in our community. They give so much. Let's not uh, give up on our London Knights. We we would never do that. We were behind them the whole way, and it's true. They are young guys who uh, gave their all, and... We appreciate what they did for us and all the entertainment they gave us this season. Now, Guelph, you got to give their uh, their team kudos and their fans kudos too, because there was a lot of red in that building last night. And you know, we we've been talking about this, and that's why we make these bets. You got to stand behind your team, whether you think they have a chance or they don't have a chance. And uh, to travel down the highway to come to Budweiser Gardens into our house and and to cheer for uh, the Guelph Storm. It definitely gave them a, a bit of
2: an advantage, and you're not allowed next year to yeah. come back. Anyone wearing red will not be allowed in the building. Mm-mm. We'll have a ride program set up around the city.
3: <laughs> Catch you all on the way back to the to the highway. But yeah, that's it, man. I mean, it's a tough loss, but the the knights are uh, you know a, a younger team than the storm, and the. Uh, Really have a lot of draft picks saved up for next year as well. So, I mean, one of the great things about being the Knights, which I think sometimes we almost take uh, for granted, is just how consistent the team is year to year to year. There's, there's lulls, but they're lulls where you lose in the second round of the playoffs, not lulls where you don't make the playoffs whatsoever. And next year they're going to be right back at it. So a tough year, but a good season overall and more, more uh, winnings on the way. Nobody really cares, but moving forward, Guelph versus Saginaw. When's that series kickoff? That starts uh, tomorrow night
0: in Saginaw. Hi, FM 96. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, what's up? Uh, I got a bone to pick with you, Taz. What is it? You are the biggest jinx in sports history. Jim, you're cool. (laughs) How am I a jinx? I never get credit for the wins, only the losses.
1: Because your losses outweigh the wins exponentially.
0: I don't know about that. I did say Columbus Blue Jackets were the hot pick. I'm riding. Jim's shaking his head. I'm riding this one. (laughs)
2: I'll I'll give you that, but your Super Bowl picks
1: are atrocious.
0: That's because I refuse to cheer for the Patriots.
1: Stop cheering for the Leafs.
0: I don't know, man. They're looking pretty
1: hot against Boston. don't. You're a Blue Jackets
2: (laughs) fan now. Uh, Yeah, get off the bandwagon. You're going to make us lose.
0: I'm going to make the Toronto Maple Leafs lose and not win the Stanley Cup because I'm cheering for them this year for the first time. You have that power. What about the last
2: 52 years? How is that my fault? Well... So you're wait, so ever since you've been born, the Leafs have never won, no, Taz? Well,
0: the Leafs haven't won
2: since a decade before I was born. You mean probably the same time your mom was considering bearing a male child? <laughs> Come on, Taz. I, sh- I
0: should start a jinx for higher business. <laughs> where you can hire me to cheer for the team that you want to lose.
2: Yeah, like you put on a cap. Right. Of that team that day when they're playing that night. Jump
0: on the bandwagon for the series. Start telling people to bet on them. Make a little money on the side, because I'll get a piece of the action, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. somebody pays you 50 bucks, you go make a pro line ticket.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you that one. Whenever I put money on a team, they do not win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think a lot of people feel that way. Yesterday on the show, we were talking to Father Jim Mockler, who's the rector over at St. Peter's Basilica here in London, Ontario, about the fire in Paris at uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral. And it really puts it in perspective. When you think about how old that uh, St. Peter's seems here in London, and it's about 650
2: years younger than Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame is 500 years older than Canada as a country. I was out for dinner last night, and
0: one of my buddies said, hey, I heard you had that uh, that priest on the radio talking. He was pretty religious, eh?
2: No, they did not. <laughs> I
0: swear. I, yeah, he, he was really, like, religious, huh? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, is <laughs> he, like, into God or something? <laughs> I think it's a, one of the job requirements, actually.
2: Yeah, they don't give you the collar unless you say, yes, I like religion.
0: <laughs> it's on the application form. Are you pretty religious? <laughs> Check one. Yes or no? Well... We, we asked uh, Father Mockler what he thinks, if the church is going to rebuild Notre Dame, and he said, uh, obviously, there'd be a lot of planning involved. They're still making some big decisions, but it looks like they've got some backing here. Many companies and super-rich individuals are saying they're donating money to rebuild this church, including Selma Hayek's husband. Selma Hayek. Hayek? 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 Selma you, Hayek. You
2: said it weird. I don't.
0: Know. Selma Hayek. Hayek. Yeah, Selma Hayek's husband is going to donate 113 million dollars <laughs> to reconstruct Notre Dame. Does, is he an actor too, or something, or what's his deal? He's uh, he's a rich billionaire. Him and his father own a whole bunch of or have shares in companies like Gucci, Yves Saint Laurent, Christie's Auction House, Stella McCartney. Wow. You know you're rich when you own Paul McCartney's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fashion designer. So he owns shares in her her fashion line. And he's opening up his wallet, $113 million. Other donations, uh, Louis Vuitton, uh, the company says they're going to donate $233 million. Holy. L'Oreal pledged $113 million. A French petroleum company called Total... Pledged the same, $113 million. Tim Cook promised Apple would be giving an undisclosed amount. There's over a billion dollars that has been promised for the rebuilding of
2: Notre Dame at this point. How much money has the Catholic Church put up? <laughs> you know what? Aren't they going to chip in a little... I I know it's early. They may be they may
0: start thinking we should burn more churches yeah. down. that's a
2: great way to make some money. We just made a billion dollars in 2 days.
0: <laughs> it's got to be expensive though to do that kind of construction. Oh, uh, I can only imagine. I'm looking at putting a new deck in this
2: summer. <laughs> Tim Cook, what are you saying? <laughs> and it's pricey. You think the money could be better spent, Jim? Uh I love, I love church, church architecture, whether it's Notre Dame or something in London, St. Peter's. I got to feel like a billion dollars. I don't know. It's so iconic. You have to rebuild it. You have to. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel, it, it, something doesn't sit right to me. Do they have to
0: rebuild it the same, exactly the same, the way it was? Or can you not, you know, this is, the church burnt. There's no denying it. So, do we take what we've learned over the last 850 years in terms of architecture and maybe modernize it a little bit, uh, build it a little more? Because it's gonna—if you do it the old school way, it's that's what's gonna cost the money. Yeah. If, if you do it using uh, modern uh, materials and methods, then you're gonna bring that price down considerably. And I think the the styles combined could look really cool, right? And you pay tribute to the way it was, but you also could build it in a way that uh, looks modern and yeah. cool. Maybe nice little sunroof going. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, if you're worried about paying for it, maybe a couple luxury condos in there. Yeah. Just look like a Toronto skyscraper right in the center of it. Well, Quasimodo's looking for a new place <laughs> to rent.
0: Some people online saying, why don't they just donate all that money to the, the poor? Like, much better spent if you want to help people, you could do a ton of good with
2: a billion dollars instead of spending it on a building. You could say that about any project, though, really. Right. I mean, Notre Dame is a iconic, iconic building. You, you have to rebuild it. And who knows how much... Uh, this guy's pledging
0: $113 million to reconstruct Notre Dame. We don't know how much he spends to help uh, the less fortunate. Yeah. He could be making huge donations annually, and we just
2: don't know about him. This anytime you see that somebody can donate 113 million to any cause it just turns rubs people the wrong way right? It, it
0: makes you a little bit jealous. Yeah. Not only does this guy have 113 million dollars that he can just give away, he also gets to sleep with Selma Hayek. Oh, Hayek? Yeah,
2: and now he just bought his
0: way into heaven, You're you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, God's got to give him a little check mark <laughs> beside his name. Verified. Put him on the guest list. And we've got some comments here. Hi, FM ninety six.
1: Hey, I just missed that channel. I ended up about the donations coming in for Notre Dame. Yeah. I was just curious, is there not do they not have an insurance policy that would cover the damage?
0: Yeah. It seems like
1: all this money's coming in, but you think a big place like that would have an insurance policy not only for damage, but even just for liability with the amount of people coming through there.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's true.
4: I wasn't sure if you guys mentioned anything about that, if there was anything.
0: I'm sure there's an insurance policy, but it would be tough to get a billion dollar. Imagine the premium you'd be paying on a billion dollar insurance policy.
2: But if you've been yeah. paying, in, like, how much are they paying a month for insurance? If you've been that's, paying that's monthly
0: like, for 850 years. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying yesterday. We had to talk at work, and the amount of money they're probably paying insurance, regardless of
1: how many people have in there daily, paying premium must be ridiculous. Hi, FM96.
0: Hey,
1: Taz, how's it going? Good, what's up? Um, Well, I just wanted to comment on your, uh, you know, rebuilding of Notre Dame with maybe more modern construction materials and things like that. Yeah. Um, I actually put a post up of, uh, like, one London place on my Instagram account the other day, but the caption I chose to use was, you know, how sad and everything else, but just that I don't think there's any modern buildings that could stand the test of time of, say, Notre Dame, or even, um, say, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which is uh, also, like, 800 years old, and it's leaning. Um, but anyway, I looked it up yesterday, and most skyscrapers, without any any um, updating to them, like uh, weather sealing or anything like that, only have a lifespan of about 100 to 150 years, or an expectancy, anyway, of use. Right, because it's made of concrete? Life, yeah, they actually have a lifespan of about 500 years. Just because uh, concrete is a lot different now um, than way back then, and like uh, just the weather, it's alone, and then steel beams and stuff like that are always rotting. Um, special construction, which is probably twice the cost, they uh-huh. expect about a, a thousand years.
0: So, note to um, self do not buy a condo that's 149 years old.
1: That's right, exactly. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, I don't know what they would have built you know that the type of brick and mortar they would have used for those types of buildings back then but they were definitely far superior it's a straight up i believe
2: stone our, man that stuff never goes concrete away
1: stuff, right it's hard to say well
0: if i could give uh, one suggestion to the catholic church it's get a couple quotes before you start the job <laughs> right maybe you can get alright to do a cash job on this side <laughs> you know what i'm saying
2: He's, okay. just, he's looking at the building, ah, I could probably do it for, mm, I have closed up a million dollars by winter. Or I can do uh, 700 million cash,
0: huh? <laughs> I see you, peacock, cop, cop. Time for you sports peacock, with Devin Peacock. peacock, cop, cop. peacock. I, I gotta be I honest, I was a little depressed when I read the Tampa Bay Lightning's verified Twitter account when I got to work this morning. It says, we don't have any words, and I know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness. Everything you're feeling, we get it. This isn't the ending we imagined, and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way.
3: It sounds like a eulogy. <laughs> so, <laughs> it kind of is. Here's the thing about that. That was tweeted out like shortly after they lost. Like, Who wrote that? You think it was pre planned? Was it like their social media guy who just decided to take it upon himself and just like speak for the entire team? Or was that planned? Because if it wasn't planned, it'd be like, like, hey, Ed, shut up. You know? <laughs> Stop. You're not speaking for the team. They
0: were going into uh, a game four, down three games to a team that nobody thought was going to beat them, except for me. Who at the beginning of the NHL playoffs did say the Columbus Blue Jackets are the sexy pick? And who told you to, to say that? Because was but- that your own analysis? Or no, what? it's a buddy of mine who's okay. into sports gambling. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> did
1: he bet? He
0: didn't bet, and oh. I didn't bet. Oh, uh, after that, imagine. I wonder what the payout would have been for the sweep. Like if you bet the Blue Jackets to sweep Tampa Bay mm. in Vegas, I bet you're getting some pretty amazing odds.
3: It would have had to be massive. Like I mean, it be like, like the guy who won like 1.2 million betting on the Masters because right. no one saw this coming. I think like if you were to give like truth serum to the Columbus Blue Jackets, a lot of their a lot of the people in that organization wouldn't have thought they were going to beat Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay certainly didn't think that Columbus was going to beat them. And they just got steamrolled. Like, losing 7-3 in the fourth game, do you have any sort of, like, you know, pride at all? Like, losing's, like, we all lose at some point, but to lose 7-3 after you win 62 games in the regular season, it's kind of pathetic. You tie the record for wins in a regular season
0: in the history of the league and then you go down 4 games to the blue jackets who are heavy underdogs not just against you but against a lot of other teams who are now left in the playoffs
3: they were 30 points better than columbus it is one of the largest point differentials in nhl history certainly in modern nhl i'd say it's like it's got to be one of the biggest like upsets of all time like uh, people are going to rank different things. Like the nineteen eighty two Kings had a bigger uh, point differential over the Edmonton Oilers at the time. That is the largest one. That was like almost that was over forty points. You could say maybe that's an argument for the biggest. But upset. this is definitely one of the biggest collapses 100%. in NHL history. One hundred percent. Like they were. The, like this opens up the entire league for everyone. If you're a Leafs fan you can believe you're going all the way. If you're a Bruins fan you can believe you're going all the way if you can get past the Leafs. If you're the Capitals you're going to think okay we got a shot at this. Vegas like they're cruising right now against San Jose Like everyone could say okay Tampa Bay's gone. Now's our year. It's anyone's game. This, Makes it exciting. This does open up some cool possibilities for the future because the Islanders also swept Pittsburgh out of the playoffs yeah. last night as well. So if the If Washington beats uh, Carolina, as I expect they will, then you would have the second round would be Washington against the Islanders, Barry Trotz against the team he won the Stanley Cup with last year. If that were to happen, and and if the Leafs beat the Bruins, how cool would it be to have an Easter Conference final between the Islanders and the Leafs (laughs) with John Tavares against his former team? Get those snake jerseys out, Islanders fans. So, like, there's some cool possibilities that come from all of this, all from Tampa Bay's pain and sorrow, and it's fantastic. They didn't respect the Blue Jackets, I think is what kind of comes down to. Some Avengers
0: Endgame spoilers Mm. have hit the internet. Somebody has figured out what happens in this movie, and they've posted a five-minute video of spoilers for this, this film that some people have like myself, invested about 140 hours in up to this point. Yeah, really. (laughs) So you don't want to know what happens before you go see the movie, which is in theaters next week. You got to really be careful online. Uh, A couple websites put together guides for avoiding spoilers. You can mute certain words or phrases on Twitter. (laughs) So you may want to think about muting Thanos, Infinity Gauntlet, Avengers Endgame. That way, those stories will not pop up in your feed, and you won't accidentally ruin it for yourself.
2: Yeah, that's sweet, but I always feel like it's somebody saying something. You need a filter of your friends, or you know, that's. Or I never read something. It's somebody who says something casually. Would you forgive one of your friends if they ruined this movie for you? No, I'd have to cut them out. Yeah, they're done. I think they'd be gone. Avoid or mute
0: subreddits you might want to avoid Reddit altogether for yeah. the next week and a half. Because, I see, I don't think it's a friend who says something accidentally. I think there's jerks out there who are purposely going to try and ruin this movie for as many people as they can. On Facebook, you can mute or snooze certain accounts. Uh, so if you do have jerk friends or you know people who you think may give out spoilers purposely, you can do that. Social media in general... Display, Disable autoplaying videos. Close out your DMs. Uh, this is a whole life makeover. Lock yourself in your basement <laughs> and put garbage bags over the windows. Gouge out eyes with rusty fork. Plug ears with Q-tips. The directors of the movie, the Russo brothers, didn't address how the leak happened, but they did release a statement yesterday asking people who do see the movie or who know anything about the movie not to spoil it for others. Quote, because so many of you have, have invested your time, your hearts, and your souls into these stories. We're asking for your help when you see Endgame in the coming weeks. Don't spoil it the same way you wouldn't want it spoiled for you. Remember. Remember. Thanos still demands your silence. (laughs) We will have tickets to give away. If you want to be, because that's the best way to avoid spoilers. See the movie as soon as possible. (laughs) Next week, we will uh, give away two uh, pairs of tickets for Avengers Endgame opening night here in London thanks to our friends at the Fanshawe College Alumni Association so keep listening to FM 96 if you want to win uh, your way into what could be the most anticipated movie of the decade and something exciting last night we had Colleen Keel representing London, Ontario on the Wheel of Fortune she now lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan and she joins us on the phone good morning Colleen Good
4: morning, guys.
0: Thanks for waking up early. I know you had a bit of a uh, <laughs> Wheel of Fortune viewing party last night.
4: We did. We did, absolutely.
0: Okay, I want to play. This is you, Pat Sajak, introducing you to everybody last night. And uh, you, you kept your promise <laughs> You made sure you represented London, Ontario. Thanks.
1: You too, Colleen. Hello. Uh, that idea appeals to you, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> Colleen Keel, right? Correct. From Grand Rapids, Michigan, by way of uh, Canada, right? Yeah. Where in Canada are you I'm from? a
4: newcomer from London, Ontario. So okay. hi to my family and friends out there.
1: There you go. Uh, you are married.
4: <laughs> I am. I'm newly married to my adventure partner in life, John.
1: Okay. And uh, tell us about uh, your work, right?
4: I do. I'm in the hospitality industry right now. I work at the awesome Italian restaurant, but I've been in the business for 35 years, which means I just know how to host a really good party. Okay. Well, it looks like you're enjoying life. That's, I am. That's a good
0: view. Uh, Colleen, thank you for mentioning London last night. That was it. The big shout-out happened, (laughs) yeah. Okay, let's talk about your performance. How did you do on the Wheel of Fortune?
4: It was, bottom line, the wheel of fortune. Someone told me it was the wheel of torture last night. I got three bankrupts, lose a term, but I ended up solving two toss-ups and the final puzzle. And I walked away with $17,000. Oh! oh! Right?
0: That's Wait. pretty good. Seventeen Wait. grand U.S.
4: Or 22000 Canadian. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right.
0: That's pretty incredible. That was
4: crazy. Thank you.
0: It was super fun. How does it work when you win that money? I've always wondered, like you got this guy on Jeopardy right now who's setting records. Yeah, winning like a hundred thousand dollars plus in one night.
4: Crazy town.
0: Do they give you cash or do they give you a check? How does it work?
4: It will be a check. Um, and it will be in a few months.
0: Oh, it takes a while after you win oh, for you yeah. to get the money. Oh,
4: yeah. Absolutely.
0: And being in the United States, I, you used to live here in London, Ontario. You worked at right. Gateway Casino. So you know in London, in Canada, you don't get taxed on winnings. It's different, though, in California, isn't it?
4: Right. So you get taxed on the state you win your money in.
0: Uh-huh. And then when
4: you go back to your home state, you get taxed there. Well, mm. you can recover the first initial um, uh, state's tax.
0: Okay, so out of that 17000 how much do you think you'd take home?
4: I'm less 6%, so it's not too bad.
0: Oh, I, I always thought it was you lost about 50%. No,
4: no, no it's just a straight-up state tax. It's pretty good.
0: What are you going to do with your Wheel of Fortune winnings? you got to do something that people are going to notice, like put something in your backyard or in your house, so every time you walk by, you can see, hey, check out this renovation. I paid for it with my winnings
2: from Wheel of Fortune. Just have like a window, a bay window, where you can flip letters back and forth? That is a great
0: question.
4: Um, I really haven't, honestly, I have not thought about it. I really haven't, Honestly. Well, we it was were just super
0: cool. We were hoping you're going to make it to the very end because you kind of—it
4: was so close.
0: You alluded that you had a good night, but uh, seventeen grand is nothing to, to laugh at. But we Mm-mm. were we were hoping you're going to get to that final puzzle and win the million. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it was a great time for sure. And thanks so much for including me and letting me share my story and everything with everybody there.
0: Well, say hi again. I know you did it last night on Wheel, but say hi again to all your friends and family here in London, Ontario.
4: Hey, to everybody back home in London. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Colleen. Big winner last night on Wheel of Fortune. Well, shout out to London, Ontario. Pat Sajak
2: knows where we are
0: now. <laughs>